argue with you. Read from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Lord, be on my mind, be on my lips, and in my heart. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. Jesus replied to him, Friend, who appointed me as your judge and arbitrator? Then he said to the crowd, Take care to guard against all greed. For though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possession. And then he told them a parable. There was a rich man whose land produced a bountiful harvest. And he asked himself, what should I do? For I do not have space to store my harvest. And then he said to himself, ah, this is what I shall do. I shall tear down my barn and build larger ones. There I shall store all my grains, other goods. I shall say to myself, Now, as to you, you have so many good things stored up for many years. Rest, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this night your life will be demanded of you. And the things you have prepared, to whom will they belong? Thus will it be for all who store up treasure for themselves, but are not rich in what matters to God. The Gospel of the Lord. There is a quote made by the actor Jim Carrey, and I don't know Jim Carrey, so I'm not holding him up as an example, but the quote is that I wish everyone could be rich and famous and achieve every one of their dreams so that they can learn that that is not the answer. Today's readings are very much along those lines. Jesus, whom the person in the crowd asked to settle the decision, and Jesus says, Who made me your judge and arbitrator? A little bit of an irony there, isn't there? Because in the end, he is our judge. But he says, Life does not consist of possession, and that we should aim to be rich in what matters to God. The first reading from Polis, or Ecclesiastes, from the prophet Polis, or however you pronounce that, is a powerful and beautiful reflection on this similar matter. And I think Jesus' parable that he invents is based on this passage from Ecclesiastes. 
vanity. All things are vanity. When I first heard that for many years, I think of vanity as being in love with yourself. That's not the meaning of vanity here. Like being in vain, something is futile. Or another translation is smoke. It's evaporate. And so what Quolus is saying is that I've pursued wisdom, and I've thought about all this stuff. And you know, I can go through life and I can party and I can have a good time and I can go through life and I can do all the right things, work really hard. But in the end, what's it matter? Everything I've worked hard for is just going to be left to someone else who might not have worked hard for. And so, he concludes that maybe it's better to do the more virtuous thing, but in the end, there really no difference unless there's something more to this life. Our faith is telling us there is something more to this life. Jesus has revealed the resurrection. And in today's gospel, he's given us a very helpful, we've heard it before, but an important reminder then that life does not consist of possession. And we can spend a lot of time in this life focusing on things that don't really matter in the end. Right? That's what Cole is saying. All our prestige, all our power, all of our money, all of our accomplishments in the end, all decay. Unless we work for things that last forever. That's what Jesus is saying. Here's an analogy I came up with. I've used this before, so forgive me if I repeat. I get old and forgetful. Many years ago, when I was at my first parish, I was, I think it was in 2002, but I forget now, I was going to World Youth Day in Toronto with our youth group. And I was a young freak, full of energy and vigor. And so the pastor gave me a bunch of money in Canadian dollars to use when I went to Toronto to treat our youth. Me, when I was so into it, all we were doing is praying. We really didn't need any money. And I came back with most of this Canadian dollars. And I came back to the United States and I put it on my desk in my bedroom. And then I started, you know, one day thinking, I'm going to cash that in and get some American dollars back. But bank wouldn't take it. Shots wouldn't take it. I was going to have to drive downtown or go to the airport or something. So I never did it. That money was sitting there in Indian dollars in Houston. When I finally left that parish, I just gave it back to the office, and I'm sure they put it in the drawer, and it's still sitting there probably. So here's kind of my analogy. In this world, we have earthly dollars. I got some right here. Not many. $5 bill. That's an earthly dollar. Now, I ask you, how can I exchange this for a heavenly dollar? Can I take it to the bank? No. But here is how I can exchange it for heavenly dollars. These are now earthly dollars. I'm going to exchange it. How does that feel? <laughs> 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 
everything we have, if we hold on to it, you know, it really isn't serving its purpose. But if we use it for things that last forever, that are valuable in God's eyes, and it's not always easy, and I said giving money helps all the time, but our focus should be with all we have, our money, our time, our talent, is what can we do to help God's people to do things that are valuable in God's eyes. And I would even summarize it further, is that what will last forever? Usually it's the things we do to make another person's life better. To show our love. And money of itself can't achieve its full purpose unless it's exchanged or given. So to love. Love needs to be given and there needs to be a beloved. We need to give to others. And so, life truest, the purpose for life riches are to express that love, to be given in ways that matter to God's kingdom. Pretty simple little lesson. And the key to that, really, is to recognize, I better stand back here, <laughs> keep my six feet, that you know, everything we have is a blessing and a gift. But everything we have is so much more valuable than anything in this world. And what our faith teaches us and what Jesus has done and revealed to us is that we have infinite riches in God. Right? No matter what's going on in our life, we can have such a strong, life-giving relationship with God that gets us through the good times and the difficult times, that provides when it's difficult, that we can free ourselves to be generous with others. In the Middle East, there's two seas. There's the Dead, the Dead Sea of Galilee up in the north, and then there's the Dead Sea down in the south. And in between, the River Jordan combines them. And this is an old analogy on the East Preachers use, but the North Sea of Galilee is full of life, fish, wildlife, because it supplies the Jordan River and it all pools in the Dead Sea. But the Dead Sea is full of salt, pollution, and there's no life. When one gives life to the Sea of Galilee or the River Jordan, Life flows. But when one hangs on, life dies. God created us to be instruments of His grace and love in the world. We share that with one another. And so, step one is to find that wealth in God through our faith, through our sacraments, to have a strong relationship with Jesus, understanding and giving thanks for all He's done for us. But then step two is just as important. Give it away to others, trusting that God will provide for our needs and we can be generous and receive and receive the true needs of all we have. It is like the big lottery going on right now. Did anyone win it yet? 
But just a couple of days ago, I saw the news that they interviewed people who won the lottery. And you know, sometimes that's a story. But there's one lady who ended up buying a bunch of gift cards and took them to the store and had the store give them out. Our greatest joy is not in having all this, it's in giving it away and allowing God to trust others' lives with us. Let us focus on what's truly important in our lives. Live more simply and be rich in what matters.